at JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale, sizzling deals are on with storewide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupon. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Blog Talk Radio.
This Blog Talk radio show is supported and paid for by Lacosa Nostra Radio. All expressed views and opinions of the host and guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Lacosa Nostra Radio and its leadership. Hello, 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 and welcome to La Cosa Nostra uh, Radio's Our House. We are glad that you have decided to join us in our house. Uh, just sit back, relax, prop up your feet. La Cosa Nostra is a family unit loca- um, located on allpoetry.com, allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. I want to thank Kevin and the crew for all that they do uh, for giving us a place to hang our hats and call home. It's great to see we have a good amount of people already today, which is awesome. First of all, I want to introduce the boss herself, the virtuoso. Boo. Hey, boo. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm up this early. I've been up for, what did I get, two hours of sleep, I think. <laughs> I'm Lucy. Hello. <laughs> oh boy. And no, that I'm means this is gonna be that, that means this is gonna be a real fun show with Boo Loopy. <laughs> when she's <laughs> loopy, we're all gonna have fun. I haven't had coffee yet, Jay. Haven't had coffee oh, yet, that. so it gets crazier. Oh boy. Maybe you should mm-hmm. maybe you should get yourself a cup and just uh sip it as you go along and see how crazy you get. <laughs> All right. With that, let me uh, go to the phone lines and welcome to you. Hello, Tila. Hi. Hello, Tila. Hello, Hello. Hello. good morning. How are you guys? Nice to hear you. You too. Good, good. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Nice to hear your voice. Thank you. And let me welcome She's happy um, even in the morning, What's that? She's happy even in the morning. Well, it's probably not morning over I there. I hear that. What time is it over there? <laughs> Thank you. What time is it there, Sheila? She's in yes. New York. Boo. Oh, New yes. York. Okay. Hello. New Yorker, like like three hours. Okay. New Yorker are like, hoo, hoo. <laughs> there you go. I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. We're close. <laughs> And let's welcome to the show, Meta. Hey, Meta. Hey. Hello, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Don't you know? I'm going to make you something. that. You're never going to live that yeah. one down. I'm going to get that tattoo. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. There you I... go. Next year. That is awesome. <laughs> Let's also welcome to the room Rack. Hey, Rack. Hey, guys. Hey, Rack. What's going on? Racky Poo. Hey, Kayla. Hello. Hello, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, everyone? <laughs> nice to see you. Hi. Well, we have a wonderful show set up for us today. I'm doing a few things in the background, but uh, I think what we will do is we will start, let me see. All right, I think I know where I want to start. 
I think I want to start with um, with Rick. Let's start. Let's kick it off with the sound clause from uh, from Rick. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Let's see how long it goes. Oh, it's just a short one, boo. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can play you can twice. Yeah, you can Here we do go. the other one, too. <laughs> impression by Rick Howe. And above a cloud's heavy with a consumed moon. And I think if I can but capture one of those clouds, I could pull hope from it like a fresh-born calf, unsteady, stumbling, newly alive. Oh, wow, that is so freaking cool. Sounds like you need the <laughs> Yeah, um, let me see. I think there's a little bit of hope in this. I think there's a little bit of hope in this <laughs> reaching for something, reaching for something there. You know, it, it it's it's hard to reach it, and it takes a process, and it takes a journey. But eventually, if there, I believe that you are going to reach it, brother. And uh, I like the message that's contained within this. Uh, very, very cool. Um all right, Boo. I'm gonna let you have the first say on this since you like his uh, voice so much. Uh, can you go to me last? Because I uh, was doing something. Sorry. I need to get my thoughts together. No problem. No problem. Tila, what'd you think of that? I think Rick, Rick, Rick. I really love your voice. Like Boo, I follow you too. And you all. And I was saying, Rick, the heavy cloud will pass away so fast. They don't stay forever, you know. But you can capture for a good hope and uh, hope everything goes fine. Nothing nothing is, uh, you know, sometimes um, the clouds which, which sometimes bring, comes out and they are always... Uh, in the mood to put you in this or mood or in that mood, but they pass away and then they bring freshness, life, brightness, and the sun comes out, and that's what it is, Rick. And Meadow, what do you think? I thought it was great. I I see it's almost like the the conclusion of something that maybe went before it, you know? And and the fact that, yeah, life is filled with dark clouds and heavy thoughts, but uh, you have to look for the hope in everything in order just to to be sane in this life, you know? Uh, And that's what I see in here. I I think we're all sane. I think everybody else is just uh, crazy. But he's just hanging out with the people he hangs out with and throw away the mirrors because he's beautiful. <laughs> I wish he could see it. There you go. Rack, what'd you think? I, I really like this. Um it's pretty straightforward in my in my mind, you know, the, 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 the clouds are obstacles and he wants to remove the obstacle and that's where the hope is is to be able to remove it. It's well well written. All right, Boo. 
I wish, you know, a lot of beautiful people don't see how beautiful they are and they don't know how to move it. So, you know, they need help or resources or someone who believes in them or, I don't know, believe in themselves. But I think this is, I agree with Rack. Uh, we all know what to do, but sometimes we don't know how to do it, you know. But I thought it was a beautiful poem. You could read the phone book and I'd like it, but I wish you could read mm-hmm. beauty. <laughs> yeah. Jay. Uh, yes, I'm here. I'm just taking a look at uh, the board right now. I want to say uh, hello to everyone out there. Um, Naomi Irish, uh, Harco Parco Adam, uh, Gonzo, and uh, Rick. I know I saw Rick out there earlier. Uh, great to see everybody. Uh, Gonzo, I've got the uh, recording. I'm just uh, downloaded it for myself. I'm going to get ready to upload it here shortly to give it a go. Um, Naomi is on a uh, appointment booth. She can't call, but I do have a SoundCloud for her. Um, so what we'll do is let's go to one of the pieces that uh, was left over from Sunday. And I'm going to read a little J-E-G. Mm-hmm. And this is called this is called Empty Pages, and it goes like this. Empty lines that fill this page of white, devoid of words my pen should write. A canopy without a single brushstroke, visions hidden beyond eyesight. Dreams that exist in dull monochrome, no color grace the mind's open stage. House to be built, no boards or nails, thoughts trapped inside a small cage. Unspoken plays from a vacant theater, no crowds that witness the air's unease. Sunset covered in a gray wall of clouds, naked branches that line barren trees. Winds howling through a desert ghost town, Tumbleweeds rolling across the ground, a desert, deserted church with no benediction. My scratching quill makes not a sound. Wow, I think this is cool. This, um, this is the almost the mind process here of how we write, how we think, how we bring things together. I really like the way that this is uh, this is done. And um, he adds so much imagination within this concept. I, I love that last uh, that last stanza. Winds howling through a desert ghost town, tumbleweeds rolling across the ground. I think that that is a super cool. Those two lines really get to me, and I, I really love that. Uh, let's start with Rack. Rack, what do you think about that? Yeah, anything that has to do with writing and creating something I could, you know, relate to. Um, it's a beautiful expression of, of how, you know, the things kind of pour out of our mind and we take something and make something from nothing, um, pouring our thoughts and stuff onto onto the page. You captured it well. Awesome. And Meta, what do you think? It reminds me of that, my poem, uh, <laughs> writer's block but 
Yeah, I mean, to a poet, when you can't figure out what to write, I mean, that's like the end of the world. You know, it's like you're in the middle of a desert and with no water. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought the way he wrote it was was really fantastic. Great job. Awesome. And uh, Tila? I think uh, Jag uh, has done a marvelous job showing us the empty pages, but how much he has mentioned there. So much stuff is there, which we all, um, we can clearly see it, like no color, grace the mind, open stage. Um, the house to be built, but no board or nail. Two trapped inside a small cage. Or sunset covered in a gray wall of clouds. I mean, so much things is he. It's already there, but still, it's empty. And that's all I like about his thing. The icy field with sad imagery, but you have mentioned so much without making any sound. Good one. Thank you. All right, and before we move on to the next poem, I want to welcome to the show, Rose. Hey, Rose, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? Hi there. Hi, Rose. Hi there. Hi, Irish. Hi, everybody. Nice to be here. Hello. And uh, where we're going from here, Tila, I'm going to put your poem onto uh, the board next. Okay. Thank you. Okay, it says, door open with smile. <laughs> door that closed. Door that closed so hard on your face was brutal and painful. Tears pouring out so hard, time heals. The forgotten door is indistinct. The door you open is only yours. All welcome with peace and love. Laughter and joy. Here, nobody will close door. It's open for all with smiles. Thank you. End of poem. I really like this because there's such a wonderful message about this. We all face that closed door when when, uh, problems happen and we get hurt and we just want to shut the world out. We just want to shut everyone out, push everyone away. Because uh, we want to live on that island of this only happens to me, this happens to no one else, when in reality we all share uh, that common pain, that common stuff that goes on. And I, I love the message you put here. You know what? Uh, just hand, hand someone a smile and hopefully, hopefully that can get them through what they're going through. I, I, I really like this. Um, Thank you, Rose, Rose, what did you think about that? Yeah, I have to, I have to um, echo what you have said, too. It's, it, especially today in the times that we live in right now, where everything is just so heightened and so um, uh, inflammatory, it's, it's nice to know that there's, you know, that this, this, there's a kindness in this poem that urges people to reconsider things. And I, I really like the message that, that it sent, and it was soft, and it was gentle, and it was a very nice uh, gesture. I liked it a lot. Thank you, Joe. 
I'm gonna. I want to. I want to say this comment of Gonzo on the board here um, for you, Tila. I almost yeah. see heaven. I almost see heaven, a place where the door is always open to you, almost like you can leave the past behind because here it won't matter. Great, right? Thank you, Gonzo. Oh, <laughs> and Rack, what do you think? Yeah, actually, uh, uh, comment, you, know, <laughs> you talk about the pearly gates, the pearly smile, the pearly teeth. But the other thing, too, um, you know, like Rogues mentioned about, you know, you can't see people smile because of the damn mask. So, you know, we need that smile. And it's just, you know, body language, a smile is something that's very comforting. You know, if you're trying to talk to someone that, that you don't know or just put someone at ease, one of the simplest things to do is simply smile. And um, you've got all that contained in the poem. So this, this is very well done, Taylor. Thank you, Ridgeback. Thank you so much. And Meta, what do you think? Beautiful poem. Uh, doors do hurt when they're shut in your face. But at the same time, we have to realize that we ourselves are the open door, you know, and we always have to approach life and with a with a certain type of optimism that that we're going to make it through any situation, you know, that that presents itself in front of us. Everything is an obstacle, and you know, all we have to do is walk around it. You know, it's it's a matter of choice and. And, uh, yeah, great poem. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Meta. You're welcome <laughs> to you. What a wonderful comment. Boo, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. When, when the door is mm-hmm. shut, Taylor, you kick that bitch open, you know? Mm-hmm. And it uh, makes me think <laughs> of the quote says something like realize that if the door is closed it's, be- it's because what was behind was wasn't meant for you so I think that's the message there and uh, I thought it was very well said and I love that picture uh, great job good message thank you so, so much <laughs> yeah. you're welcome alright and let us welcome to the show Salwa hello Salwa hello hey. everyone Hello. 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 Hola. Yeah. Hi. 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 Hola. Hey, I'm so just well. actually. I, I'm, hello. Hello. How are you, Rosie? How are you, everyone? <laughs> um, I can't wait for your show, Rosie. Oh, bonjour, raconteur. Oh, everyone. I can't can wait go. for your show, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't wait. I'm really. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I'm sorry. I have to read. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear you, but I will read them later. I really have a busy, crazy schedule. I have to read and run. I'm sorry. I, I'm forced, like I'm okay. stressing out. I'm calling. <laughs> I said, maybe I shouldn't Hey, call. Rosie, Salwa has been your yeah. manager from day one. She's been pimping you from day one. You should pick Rosie. Yes, you should I pick am. Rosie. Please, believe me now, Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, oh, Lord. Thank you, Zitia. Okay, this is... Um, um, called How I'd Like to Smell a Flower. Comme j'aimerais sentir une fleur, comme nous How I'd Like, no, English last. I know, sorry, GTA. 
comme je voudrais sentir une fleur odorante, son parfum divin émit vraiment mon âme. J'aime s'arroser comme le ciel aime la pluie. Elle éblouit mes yeux lorsqu'elle se réveille et voit son doux nectar offert à une belle abeille. Je te cueillerai avec douceur pour te laisser danser entre mes doigts en enchantant mon cœur comme une brise légère. Pauvre fleur, tes larmes sont pleines quand tes pétales se fadent et lorsqu'à l'aurore le vent les emporte ailleurs. Et moi, avec un sourire, je me rappelle la fraîcheur de la couleur qui a demeuré dans mes pensées. I'm going to skip the talking because I'm running short on time. How I would like to smell a fragrant flower, divine scent, intoxicates my soul. I love its dew as the sky loves the rain. It dazzles my eyes when they wake up and see its sweet nectar offered to a beautiful bee. I'll pick you up gently to let you dance between my fingers, enchanting my heart like a light breeze. Poor flower, your tears are full when your petals fade. And when at dawn, the wind carries them elsewhere. And with a smile, I remember the freshness of your color that remains in my thoughts. And the soul. This is absolutely lovely. I, you know, there, there's such um, <clears throat> great uh, imagery throughout this one. Um, to let you dance between my fingers, enchanting my heart like a light breeze. Oh, wow, that's that is romance right there. You 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 absolutely <laughs> grab a hold of that. I I love that. I, I absolutely love that. I will pick you up gently. Oh the jeez. You did so wonderful there. So amazing. Uh, I heard Thank Rose. You. I heard Rose saying, uh, screaming. She liked this one. Rose, what do you what do you think? Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was wonderful. I think. I think in in each language, I just enjoyed it so much. Um, the rhythm in it just really caught me, and um, the hooks of of the word choices in the English too. And uh, I really though I, I just love the rhythm when it, when you read it in French. It just has this. Uh, this it was spectacular. I appreciate oh. that because it rhymes better than French. You're right. I really would. When I write yes. in French, it rhymes. But when I translate it to English, I lose the rhyme. So you're right. So thank you. Appreciate that that you picked up on. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> let me get a comment from Meta. That was a beautiful palm sala. Uh, a beautiful imagery. And speaking of the flower, you know, it's funny how uh, this poem is talking about the, the, the scent of a flower. And even though I don't have a flower in front of me, you know, I could still smell the flower. It, it was kind of cool. I thought that was really unique. And, and looking at a flower as a metaphor of life, you know, and how... Even just a simple, you know, we look at a flower and we kind of, oh, it's just a flower, but we don't realize all, it's it's kind of a miracle. I mean, just for that flower to, you know, to grow in and of itself. And, yeah, I thought it was a very beautiful poem. Thank you. I have to say, my house has flowers every day. I go crazy if I don't have flowers. (laughs) 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 So that's how much I love flowers. So you let you know. I'm very gentle with them, too. (laughs) Uh Anyway. (laughs) I'm I'm a florist. 
So. <laughs> Rack, what do you think? <laughs> Who said they were a florist? I'm a blooming idiot. Anyway, um, blooming onion. Well, I, I know herbs aren't flowers, Very but funny. for some reason you made me think of, um, you know, Italian men say all a woman has to do is put a little garlic behind her ear, um, and, and, and that smell. Yeah. You know, Flowers are beautiful. Flowers are beautiful, not just to look at. You know the smells that they make and everything. There's flowers, but it smells like a rotting corpse. Um, you know, and, and honestly, God, there is there is one. There is one that smells like an like like a rotting corpse. But but um you know you remind you remind us that you know it's not just something to look at and and you know obviously you're talking about it in a beautiful way. Um, but you know the, the thing that you know I appreciate most about something like this is because of that. Um, I can't look at a flower and appreciate it because my eyesight is failing, but I can certainly smell it. And because I like to cook and everything, the subtleties of of jasmine and some of the other scents of the flowers kind of are things that mm-hmm. you know that people fail to appreciate, or sometimes they don't even notice. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the memory that connects to that also, um, the, the the memories that that a scent can invoke comes out in your piece as well so this is a very touching and emotional piece because of that for me beautiful beautiful okay. poem Sal thank you let me get a comment from Tila what do you think yeah I'm just reading oh, <laughs> oh my god Sal, mm-hmm. uh, you being a florist I love flowers. I'm like that too. And um, they are so beautiful. They are fragrance. They are full of colors. And uh, the way you have mentioned in your imagery when they wake up and imagine the bees around there with, and doing with the sweet nectar and the way you hold it with your hand, twiddle around the, uh, with uh, the flower and how soft and beautiful it is. It feels sad that when it's fully bloomed and then the leaves all fold down and then it's been faded away slowly. Someday the wind takes it, the wind takes it away wherever. And uh, my God, you have uh, nailed it, and I loved it. Um, uh, Salwa, beautiful, and may your may your garden be full of flowers, blooming, enjoying the sunshine and happiness. <laughs> Thank you, All right. I put a I put a I put a picture on the board of the flower that smells like rotted meat. So that that's oh what it looks God. like. So I never I never buy it. Okay, let me see it. I never buy it. It's smooth. Never get close to it. Ooh, never that, get close is, to that is a real person standing next to it. It's a gigantic flower, almost three times a person's height. Wow. Yeah. That and where, where does it be in America, or where does it grow? I'm not <laughs> sure where, where it grows. I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Somewhere boo, in the land. Boo, Somewhere I, think it, I think it's a tropical plant. I think it's a tropical yeah. plant. That's what I what do you think oh, of Salwa's okay. uh, poem? I love Salwa's poem. And first fact you can do it in three languages is just amazing in itself but this is actually called it's called like the prost effect they say when memory smells trigger certain memories 
And um, uh-huh. that's something very, very powerful that you you, you know, really nailed down here. So I thought your words were lovely. The French was amazing. It's romantic. I'm agree with Taylor. I hope your flowers bloom and grow. And I love the ending. And with a smile, I remember the freshness of the color that remained in my thoughts. Those are the good ones that never leave us. Beautiful flowers. Yep. Thank, thank you so much. And I hate to run, but I would promise I'll comment later. I really have to go au back revoir. to work. Lo- love you all. Bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. Rose. 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 When is, when is your show? Next, when, when is it going to start? So. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you let the cat. Do you realize, Sawa, you let the cat out of the bed? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Boo, Boo mentioned it. No, Boo mentioned it before. Boo mentioned it before. Not me, right? Boo, you did mention it in the show. She did, right? Boo. Yeah, Boo mentioned it in the show. I, I promise. She did. Last, it was no, it's okay. Okay. So, it's okay. It's okay. Bye. Okay. Bye, everyone. Au revoir. Au revoir. Okay. Have fun. Now you got me. Thank you. You too. Yeah, now we got you, Rose. You can't back out. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. I want to say a couple of things before we move on. Uh, thanks everybody who was on the board uh, playing the the four liner with Boo before the show. Uh, we really appreciate that. And also, everybody check out uh, Heavenly Angel has a um, contest for La Cosa Nostra going on, uh, Valentine's Day contest. Definitely want to check that out. Join if you can. We want to fill that uh, fill that contest up and show support for our for each other. So I think that's going to be an awesome thing. Let's see where I want to go from here. I know exactly where I want to go from here. We're going to go to another SoundCloud. All right. And here is a little Naomi. Letting go. He danced her to the fringe of tapestries of silk and gold. Left her dangling from a shredded thread. She drove to the edge of the city where street lights flickered dimly and far away sirens became silent, smiling again as peach and apricot creams tickled the darkness with sprinkles of hope and weaved around the margins of her trembling soul steel colors in blazing bold. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, wow was right. I'm, I'm just absorbing this a little bit more. There is so much to this. It's like it, it's like a person who is um, finally coming to a realization while they're standing in the middle of a of a, a middle of a city somewhere, and then all of a sudden everything just comes to the realization of what has happened in, in a moment. And I, I think that this is, this is super cool and full of emotion. 
and I think that you did an amazing job reading this, Naomi. I really enjoyed it. But that's ultimately what I see. I see someone just standing there all of a sudden. It, it's one of those aha moments, but not, not in a good way. It's one of those moments that just jump, jumps all over us and kind of uh, puts us in that point of, oh, my gosh, did that really just happen? And I think that you did a wonderful job with that. Uh, Tila, what do you think? I think Naomi, it was superb, superb, superb. Um, the sadness was there, but there's a hope in the end. That's where you were saying it. Yes, sometimes we go through life like this. It happens to all of us. Um, but then, like what I said, it heals. And then there's always a hope there. And that's what your thing said. A trickle the darkness with sprinkle of hope. And hope will bring you every happiness. That is absolutely awesome. Uh, Rack, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, you know, I was taken with the read myself. Um, I haven't heard her before, uh, at least not her audios. I've read a couple of her pieces. I like her writing style. And it's just beautifully, uh, beautifully written um, and very emotional. It kind of carries you along. And, and like you said, Jay, you know, it's, it's that that I call it a light bulb moment, you know, when when you when you look at something and you get a realization and that emotion washes over you. Um, that that's the uh, impression I got from this myself. I really enjoyed it. Wonderful comment, Rose. What'd you think? Um, I'm just yeah. I was just kind of studying it a little bit more here, and um, I I agree with everybody about everything that you guys have said. Um, and its abstractness, it, it really pricks at my mind a little bit. And I like, I like that. Uh, I get a feeling in this little short, quick story, too, that there was, like you said, there was some kind of tragic thing that happened because there there's sirens involved in it, and she had to get away, and she had to go somewhere else just to regroup. And I just thought this was an amazing way to uh, say that. She did a great job, great mm-hmm. word choices. Great word choices. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Meadow, Meadow, what do you think? I think this poem is an amazing poem. I like the way she wrote it. I like the fact that, you know, you go through life sometimes where people bring you to the edge, take you right to that edge of the cliff to where you feel like you're going to fall over. But even when you're standing on the edge of a cliff, if you don't have hope, you know, there is no hope. And that's what I see here. I see going to the edge, almost falling over the edge, and bringing yourself back with hope, you know, if that makes any sense. baby. <laughs> And Boo, Boo, you want to make a comment and then yeah. we'll dr- drop yours in? Yeah, this kind of seems like somebody who's like a player, sort of. He plays games and he teases her and he brings her to the edge and he's right there on the outside of the city. And then and then, he, and then maybe she realizes she doesn't really need him so much and she gets to the end and she 
sees that she's colorful. She can still fly and blaze, and I see empowerment at the end. Uh, great poem, awesome brevity. I don't see you write too many brevities. I like Naomi. Everyone I read of yours, knock it out. Hey, Boo, before we drop your poem in, I want you to say hello to someone who just joined us, Mr. Raz. Razzle Dazzle. Hi, Raz. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Raz. I was wondering where you are. You're at our house. Our the house. other one, the sun on Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue. Well, you, you, you know you have the spare key, brother, so there you go. <laughs> The door's always open. All right. All right, Boo, you're up. Okay, this one is for Angel's Contest, so just called mm-hmm. Baptize My Shores, Sweetheart. Okay. My heart is my captain, and its sole purpose is to worship and adore all things you. A radiant masterpiece with a journey of wonder, discovery of the unknown, lies deep within you, between our breaths of now and then. Contentment mutually felt, love through airwaves and between bedsheets, in the silent sound of shiver, frigid droplets of poetic grace. Witness plum-jeweled skies exist in a paradox to herald your presence, sailing through somber tides driven by earth's kindred spirits, feeble grip grasping for dear life. Light bulb moment, I realize, our acceptance or denial lies within the giving and receiving Often our lack is directly tied to how deeply we love ourselves and how fiercely we stand by our creed. Calm waters amongst gentle exertion, rhythmic illusions, leave butterflies stirring. Here I would drown a million times over to find a spirit nearly as captivating. His moon orbits my horizon, causing tsunamis and floods, roaming amongst grand shores that rest upon sacred spheres, lying breathless in my arms, to become the nature of my poetry and poem. Oh, Sty, I'm telling you what, this is just absolute beauty and <laughs> romance, perfection of romance. The Here I would drown a million times over to find the spirit nearly as captivating. That those two lines right there absolutely floor me. They absolutely make my heart flutter and just uh, just overwhelm me. That is pure romance right there in those two <laughs> lines. And then you're, you're ending lying breathless in my arms to become the nature of my poetry. That is so amazing. The, this, this whole poem is just absolutely dynamite. Those four lines, though, really captivate me and just send this over the top. Just just absolutely brilliant, Boo. Uh, Raz, what do you think? Thank you. Yeah, this is definitely a heavy piece to lay down on anyone who listens and... Uh, who could uh, possibly compensate this poet's sense of the world by becoming any part of their poetry would uh, definitely uh, be thrown off on how that's possible because uh, the sense of what there is of a world 
based on these verses is one that's uh, overly complex and has so many uh, different layers of uh, meanings that uh, how does one begin to find those definitions themselves when thinking of, uh, for instance, witness plum-jeweled skies exist in a paradox to herald your presence. Just uh, looking at the very factors of heaven, how that in itself is uh, some kind of paradox, is uh, trying to reason why uh, there's uh, that much of a coherent proposition right now as to how we exist here. And uh, it does leave the mind baffled at uh, the sense of the world of which is presented by the poet. Thank you, guys. And uh, Rose, what do you think? Oh, I I have to echo this echo uh, Raz and the fact that I I also love your word choices and um, the language. It was just really so captivating, I think, and uh, I enjoyed it. Good poem. Thank you, Rose. And Rack, what do you think? Yes, gorgeous romantic imagery. Uh, but I love the, the last verse where you bring the moon into it because, you know, the idea of how the moon influences the tides is, is very um, representative, I think, of, of the way a relationship is because, you know, people bring out different things in each other. So, you know, the idea of how the moon can, uh, you know, make the tides rise and fall um, is absolutely a brilliant metaphor for something like a right like this. I mean, it captures the emotions and, and it's, it's wonderfully representative of, you know, life and, and the, you know, human interaction itself. Oh, thank you, Rack. And Meta. I thought this poem was beautifully written, Boo. Uh, it captures the fact that love in and of itself, when you find it, it, it it's it makes you feel like you're a part of the universe itself, you know. And even though I've never <laughs> experienced this per se, I don't know. It's uh, like it's beautifully written. But I just it's hard Thank for you, me man. to relate to poetry that uh, I've never experienced. But I thought it was really beautiful. Well, I hope that you do. Thank you. You're welcome. And Tila. Well, this is such a beautiful poem, uh, such a lovely, and the reason why I like it, because it's full of um, beautiful colors, dancing everywhere with like butterfly, you know, it's stirring and there's uh, so much stuff, though the moon is there around with the high tide. But still, it's a beauty in it. I, I love this poem um, because uh, it has so much, so much. And may God always keep you happy and always blissful. Thank you, Tila. You're welcome. Yeah, if you oh. have this kind of oh. love, hold on to it because it's hard to find. It's hard to keep. <laughs> there you go. Take, take work. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read mine next. Uh, this was a picture prompt, and also um, 
and also based off the song Aerials by System of a Down. And I call it Aerials Above the Current. And it goes like this. In breath singularity, we cascade the steps, basins, plateaus, floating, then falling together, sipping on waters that feed bamboo and hand us jardia. We, where are the mud bugs in our eddies, the tumbled stone and gold flecks, the trout in slack water? We are slaves to the current, benefactors to descent, fun house mirrors of the reflected moon. Bats do aerial acrobatics, gorging the gullet with unrestrained festivities. But us? We want freedom, but fear the flight. Embrace the comfort we see in the night. Oh, to be mist that rises in evaporated moments, losing ourselves to rise to to the heavens, releasing our fragile minds and gain freedom. End poem. Hmm. I'm going to have to read that one again. Meadow, what do you think? <laughs> a long one for you, Jay. Meta. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God, my cat. <laughs> Sorry, that was on me. Don't say I thought it was beautifully written. You know, I might have to go over it a few times to really... Well, pull yeah. much out of it, but I thought it was beautifully written, Jay. Sorry, I was like literally in the middle of taking a whiz. I had to mute myself. <laughs> no problem. This this is live radio. <laughs> <laughs> the word choices you have here are just, I mean, this is like unbelievable. The starts with the breath singularity. We cascade the steps, basin, plateaus, floating. Is this a 10? It's got to be close, maybe, because <laughs> it's wording. Unbelievable. Um, and then mud, what are mud bugs in our edibles? Man, I really, I'm kind of a bit confused on this one, Jack. I have to read this one again, so I'm going to do that. I want to rack. What do you think? Mud, mud bugs are what they call um, crawfish in New Orleans. Um, but oh. That's and anyway, it's nothing to do with nothing. It, it, it's uh, you, you, you uh, work um, to get the message across. Uh, you, you like to fold a lot of meaning into, into what you do, and you know you're very deliberate. I think I've seen with with your word choices to build your metaphors. Um, uh, t- towards the end, there was something that you did, and of course, now that I had to you know latch onto the damn mud bugs in my brain, I lost the ending. Um, but I, I mean, the, the, the whole thing was uh, was great. Um, the way the way that you were trying to um, you, you tied everything together with, with that. Oh, the, the aerials that that was it. And and then um, the the, the so kind of centered around that 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 flying. Um, and then of course mm-hmm. when you fly, you have to you know there, there's always that chance of falling um, or, or 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 landing. Okay. So um, you build all that into it as well. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of emotion tied up in this. And uh, I really appreciated that. I enjoyed it very much, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, like I said, um, you you really got to read the lyrics to this song. 
it is deep, it is powerful, and there, it says so much. Yeah. Okay, Rosie, how'd you like that poem? But you know, oh, I, I really, I really enjoyed the imagery and the, this and the word choices too, and I, I sure got the distinct feeling of nature there. It was uh, really overwhelming, and it's like you can be in nature sometimes, or you can see it like take a photograph or something and you can um, your imagination can just appoint all those little little things there and before you know it you've got some kind of magical place <laughs> and I love the form I love the way you try to do, to design the form to match the picture that was pretty pretty cool That's yeah really you cool. got that yeah I'm glad I'm glad yeah. someone oh, no, I noticed that. That. that that was nice yeah Good nice job, touch there yeah so, Every time I yeah, try I really to squiggly, it's all jacked up. <laughs> Thanks, Rosie. Not jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you smoking? Uh, okay, Razzle Dazzle, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I heard this song by System of the Down plenty of times in early 2000. And uh, what there is of the poem there's uh, one message which does recur in those lyrics here, and that's the desire for freedom. And uh, you don't find this all that often that I can identify with nature, but uh, what there is a man in our social systems, because one which uh, neglects or hinders the very thought of freedom is uh, definitely not all the more in favor for what could be seen to be a uh, progressive in terms of human evolution. I appreciate it. Thank you. And Ms. Tila. JCA, I love it. The reason why I love it, the cascading waterfalls and the Japanese maples floating around with a bamboo and everything. It's so beautifully uh, uh, mastered uh, with the nature, and I agree with Rose with, uh, with this. And it is so beautifully done. I love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much. Wow. I appreciate that. And uh, I guess, so, Rose, your turn. Yeah. My turn. Okay, good. Very good. All right. Let me get over here. Uh, where did I go? <laughs> I was there. Oh, there it is. Okay. I got it. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Begin poem. The Nut in the Shell by Irish Rose. Poetry flows in and out through the roundabout, sometimes in a fog, or upon a strong written wind coursing freely through the halls of heart and mind that deftly intertwine themselves like a nut in a shell within. Obviously capturing oblivious emotions, languishing with ease, or in a metaphorically tripped net, wrapped, worn, and rapidly set, in a lasso kinked, then into their chain-linked melodies that think and feel and blink. Full of rainbow colors or inner deep, scary, sexy black letters, filled up with words and words from heavy skin, tightly pinned letters, gothic we heard above hummingbirds buzz and scriven in the deep night written. 
moving in and out on an emotional downspout that shouts and runs about, eating holes into your head or into your bread, as you lie in your bed, brooding and construing, oh, so confusing, thinking about them steeping in your emotional cup, thinkingly overflowing into your lacy headspace all over the place as they become your dreaming in poem. Well, first of all, you, you and your wordplay, uh, it really, really, really flows here. Uh, the one thing that really jumped out, out to me is uh, eating holes into your head or into your bread as you lie in bed. <laughs> there, I, I don't know what it is about you and your wordplay, but you, you love to do stuff like that, 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 uh, has that inner rhyme and uh, just keeps us going all over the place. There's always a beat to yours and a rhythm to what you bring to us, and this one is no exception. Uh, you know that there, there's there's a, a serious note behind all your words, but there but there's a tongue-in-cheek kind of uh, uh, a fun behind the words and. Um, and the way that you present the words themselves. So I think that that is just an absolute brilliant take on it. So amazing job. Thank um, you. Let me start with Tila. Tila, what do you think? Rose. <laughs> oh, my God. It was not in the show. I would say that is the title. I love the title so much. And uh, you have summed up everything uh, in your poet. It's full of rainbow colors, you know, and, and it has this, um, you have penned it very beautifully with the hummingbird buzz. I love it. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, it has so much things you, are, you have said here. And at the same time, um, I, I would, I, like, I, I agree with JCA about to do with, into your head or into your bread or you lie in your bed, brooding that confusing. <laughs> I wonder what made you write that. But it's so beautiful. Because it goes on all the time in my head. Poetry <laughs> <laughs> is always there. Do we want to go there? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crazy so place. Nice. Yep. And Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this is uh, definitely now a recurring theme here in three poems in a row. What it almost comes down to is the very thought of what we're expressing to be an art form and medium poetry. And in this case, what I heard to be a nut in a shell from Stephen Hawking is a universe. And so uh, with this uh, in mind, I read these words. And I could see uh, this poet uh, definitely describing uh, different uh, details which might go on in one world compared to a series of other theoretical worlds. And then you just have uh, this idea here at the end of your dreaming, actually uh, trying to ponder how there's any other world but uh, the one of which you exist since birth all you're left with is those possibilities, but they don't exceed your head. Although uh, physicists speculate 
on their existence uh, being out there outside of uh, the scripture and the verse and the poem. Thank you. And Meta, what do you think? I thought this poem was beautifully written. You know, and it kind of brings me back to the poet, him or herself, and the fact that our minds are always either thinking of the next poem, we have problems shutting down our thoughts, you know, our our brains are constantly everywhere. And, uh, yeah, even in our own dreams sometimes, or even in our sleep, sometimes it's hard to sleep because our mind just won't shut down. And yeah, that's what I see. That's what I see in here is just the constant thoughts that go through our heads as poets, you know. Uh, yeah. I thought it was really and the imagery, the imagery also is really beautiful, really good, right? Thank you. And Boo, what do you think? She thinks she can barely she hear you, Boo. Going on the speaker. Yeah. Speaker goes. Thank you. You getting there? Come on, Boo. Hold on, heavy, Boo. All right. Uh, well, we uh, let me see. Maybe me? she dropped. Yeah, she dropped. Uh okay. Um, let me see. Meta, did I ask you? You did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who didn't I ask? I know I missed one person. Me, me. <laughs> go, go ahead, rack, rack, rack. <laughs> oh, um, the, the first thing that hit me, um, the, the, there's a squeeze song, pulling muscles from a shell. Um, you kind of made me think of that, but probably just because shell is shell, and the, the setting that aside, um, what, uh, what I think actually what Meta had said about your 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 thought process, it, it reminded me a lot of um. I want to say Lewis Carroll um, and, and the way, you know, his character and, and, and whatnot, um, thinking about uh, traveling through the world, almost uh, Alice in Wonderlandish, ish um, and, and dreaming about, you know, traveling and an outlook and whatnot, uh, perspective on life. I enjoyed the, 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 the rhythm that you had, the, the rhyme and the flow. Mm-hmm. I actually don't want any bread in my bed, though. I Ah, that was from one of my favorite all-time albums right there, uh, Squeeze Singles. Yeah. Love love that album. And, oh, looky here. We got Boo back. Hey, Boo, did you want to say something about about Rose's poem? Yeah, I'm just going to read her my comment. I'm so sorry. I was going to say, yeah. I'm reading it. Sorry, 
Oh, no. We're losing her again. That dang connection. Your phone. Your phone, boo. Uh, I dropped her again or what? No, she's there. It's just the audio stuck. I wrote it on the board, Rosie. I'm sorry, my phone sucked. <laughs> now we can hear you. <laughs> She said there, it, uh, this reminds her of her poetry is like therapy. Don't know about you, but I need you. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. She, she loves it. Completely stunning. All right. So what we're going to do next is uh, Boo picked a poem for you, Rack. So sit back, enjoy, and uh, we're going to play a little bit of Rack right now. Pickup Artist by Raconteur. She never saw it coming, and I almost felt guilty. What chance would any woman have with a sociopath like me? Bold move, hopping in the car with a stranger, but there wasn't a hint of fear in her eyes, flashing a flawless smile as her tight skirt rode up her pale thighs. Where to? I asked, driving off into the night. She said, I would love to find somewhere to grab a quick bite. The moon looked on, chaperoning our quest. She fidgeted nervously with the buttons, adorning the blouse straining to cover her chest. Distracted, I swerved, almost crashing the car. Pull over behind that barn, she said. In the shadows, our tongues can spar. Eagerly, I raced. Not a moment did I waste. Her intentions were clearly not chaste, and I couldn't wait to have a taste. Her eyes locked on mine. She boldly made the first move, unbuckling my pants hastily, as if she had something to prove. I was having too much fun, so I didn't mind the delay. In the heat of passion, she would be easy to slay. When her lips met my thigh, I let down my guard. She pierced my femoral artery with her fangs without trying very hard. I tried to struggle but only managed a pathetic wail. Clearly, she had done this before, and I had no chance to prevail. Drained like a juice box, she left my body there to rot. Clearly, I had bitten off more than I could chew picking up a girl from Salem's lot. End poem. <laughs> that gives um, Naomi's poem the other day, We're, We Are All Straws, a different meaning. Uh, <laughs> i tell you what, that's got to suck. That's all I got to say. <laughs> awesome job, Raz. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this definitely does have a sensuous side, like the poet says when he uh, proposes what genre you're reading. And uh, accidentally running into a hitchhiker who's actually a vampire would uh, be uh, slightly different from the usual horror stories you read about them. I could easily imagine if they're here, vampires then this uh, may have happened in the past that uh, 
someone was driving some interstate highway and uh, somehow became suckered, literally, by uh, who uh, needed that extra ride. That does give a whole whole new meaning to sucker, doesn't it? Tila, what do you think? And ride. (laughs) (laughs) She's embarrassed. (laughs) Jay, don't torture her. Thank you. Uh, Meta. This poem is is really cool, right? (laughs) I I, I love this poem from beginning to end. I like the fact that you know, it, it starts off, you know, with, as with the title, the pickup artist, but the fact that, you know, you're thinking the guy is the pickup artist, but in the end, it turns out she's the pickup artist. And yeah. she's, done, she's done this before, and this guy is thinking that, you know, with his ego and all, he's thinking that he's the one in control, and then she flips the script on him. And Love it. Drains them dry, and you know what this reminded me of when when it was talking about she was down on his inner thigh and drained him dry. It, remember that movie with Jim Carrey once bitten? That's exactly yeah, the yeah. way she, the vampire, uh, turned him into a vampire or was trying to turn him into a vampire. I thought that was really cool. Great poem, though. Thanks, Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're welcome. That's it. Tell you what, yeah, the female vampire turns turns those horny guys into easy easy prey right there. Uh, Boo, what do you think? <laughs> I love the picture. The picture so looks like a pimp. So funny. I love I love the whole thing, Rack. But I love drain like a juice box. She left my body there to rot. And I thought guys liked it when you turned the table, charge, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, that, that, that picture is actually from the video game Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, that's that's a cute. You, I thought this was awesome, Raz. And you read a poem so perfect every time. Doesn't matter which one. I thought this was great. Sounds like a good evening to me, really. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for her, not him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe for ho 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 vampires. <laughs> hey, boo. Boo, we, yeah. uh, someone has asked that you read one of their poems. Yeah. Okie dokie. So, a little Momo going on. You know what, Jay? I know now how to get her into the studio. You have to send them an email invite, and then they accept it, and then they get in. I just figured oh, out. I just did it. Okay, I see yeah. what you're talking about. You like guessing yeah, ah, it's not Skype, right. it's the other one. It's the other one. I'll put the directions up for it. Anybody in the I, I, see, I see where the button is. Yeah, okay, well, that's you, how you, you have, do it. You have, oh. five invites. you have five invites. Yeah, you have five invites per show. Mm-hmm. So I'll show you later. I'm going to put it on the board, too. I was wasted all these two years, wasted all this time, never using that thing that was there. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> Skype sucks anyways, so and. Anyway, this is for Momo, and this is Memories Do You Remember. The double smile within my lips, ten minutes she lived, twins, an imagery says The bedroom's mirror helps me see her, celebrate her likes and dislikes. Purple and pink pajama, 
ugly, not my cup of tea. The other day at 12 noon, my face was smiling, wearing those. This alien happiness pushed me on thoughts. Later, at evening on birthday pose, the majestic mind of readers here sit with soda and popcorn and sticky. Oh, sorry, story begins from imagination of girl living on my arms. As thin a skeleton the body is, her black face glows like charcoal, loves playing with short hairs, pink and purple, her favorite colors. Daydreams become a model, Miss World or Universe or Alien Queen. Silence. The clock from the wall fell and broke. Ten minutes passed and she left. Each emotion's chopped into pieces. My imagery sister, miss you. Hi, where is your next arrival? When is your next arrival? Question and poem. This is so cool. This this is a... I've never uh, had an imagery friend, it says. Maybe an imagery boyfriend or an imaginary girlfriend. If so, what descriptive poem for them? Oh, that's cute. Uh, yeah, this is clever. Um, I I don't know if I could uh, write something like this. This is a unique uh, prompt, a unique feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, my days of imaginary friends uh, have gone until until I get older and uh, and a little more senile. There you go. <laughs> great, great read, Boo. Uh, Tila, what did you think about that? I I think that Momo, uh, uh, I mean, I, I thought the same thing, that it's an imaginary friend with colors of pink and purple. Uh, she glows, uh, face shines like a child. And, but then afterwards, I, uh, she mentioned that it's not imaginary, Tila, it is true. And uh, she was very upset when she left. So that's all it is. Oh wow! Powerful. Yep. I'm getting feed. I'm yep. getting feedback from someone. I may play a little bit with the uh, with the mute buttons. So just bear with me. Uh, Boo, you read it. What do you think? Might be Boo's phone that's doing that. Can hear you a little bit, Boo. Is that better? No. Yeah, okay. 100% better. Oh, okay. I was just wondering if Tila said that that really happened. Like, I wasn't sure if that was true or not. Uh, but anyway, this is really creative and unique. Uh, at first, I wasn't sure where she was going. But then I realized, um, that then I read the bottom of about the imaginary friend. As thin as skeletal body is, her black face glows like charcoal, loves to play with short hairs. It's kind of creepy and kind of uh, foreboding and, and very unique. And when is your next arrival? Uh, she wants to know. So I think she's having fun with it. Maybe you're taunting her. Uh <laughs> Majestic mind readers here. Yeah, this is really interesting. I'd like to know. And did you say she said it was real, Tila? Yeah, that's it. She says here yeah, below on my on my uh, where I had commented, I was really upset when oh, she left. Ten minutes, and it's she a real story, no imaginary. That's what she. Oh, got it. Yeah, I okay. thought the same thing as you guys all thought, but then she corrects, you know. 
Oh, I got it. Okay. I was thinking, like, she just left right now. She was pissed off. <laughs> I'm way wrong. No. Okay, that's good. Hey, Meadow, <laughs> what do you think? I thought the poem was really cool. I like the way it flowed. I like the imagery, the dark imagery behind it. And I couldn't help but think that, I mean, reading the author's notes, that if, if this was based on an imaginary boyfriend or girlfriend or something like that, this this would not be the picture I would paint. You know? And, uh, <laughs> and it got that it was cleverly written. But exactly. It was like, man, that's like not my ideal woman or whatever. <laughs> but I thought it was still really cool. <laughs> And uh Raz, I'm gonna have you uh have the last I'm gonna have you make the last say on this, Raz, and then I'm gonna have you read the next poem for us. Yeah, this seems to be a piece on nostalgia of a moment which uh, occurred in the past. There's uh certain images here, the matinee and the movie theater, of which uh you could even called to mind the name had been the majestic and uh what there was of uh watching those uh, double features there with uh their relative sister it's uh, a look at uh being younger when uh there was hardly anything else on a weekend except uh going ahead and uh watching those films so uh this does invoke uh, that sense of early childhood and development, which uh, forms during that period of one's own life. Excellent comment. Um, the the poem for you to read is out on the board. Yeah. I could get that for you. Okay. Here's this poem. It's by Harco Parco. Morning slips its last breath onto my hands. Anxious prayers disperse me until death. And poem. The title actually has more words than the poem itself. (laughs) That is is actually cool. It says so much and so little. Anxious prayers disperse me into death. How clever can can you get with just six words? I mean, just just an amazing, amazing, uh, powerful, packed punch. Really, really love it because it it, it is true. Um, we live saying prayer after prayer, hope and hope and worrying, worrying, worrying. And what kind of life does that give us? What kind of life does that lead us if we're worrying all the time? And this is a great, great piece. Uh, Rack, what do you think? Yeah, I mean it's a brevity, so it's, it's kind of hard to say <laughs> more more um, <laughs> say something you know that 
on, on so few words, but you know, it, it's impactful. You know, he, he captures a lot like you're supposed to do with the brevity. Um, and yeah, the idea of hope and, and, and morning prayers and, you know, every day is just, you know, about hope and tomorrow, I guess. And, uh, at least that's what I get into this. So, you know, it's, it's, Enough to give one pause, as they say. Very contemplative and reflective. I know someone who actually probably has a lot to say on this. Uh, Tila. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. I mean, you know, the thing which I liked it was morning slip in last breath unto my hands. The title, you know. Is something um, like you pray every time and everything, but then something has happened. Something, I don't know, it's to do with Corona or something, and, uh, you know, it's trying to, this is where I'm going into it, that something happened and then it happened uh, with the last breath. I don't know. That's how I see it. No, that's a, that's a great observation right there. Um Boo, what do you think about that? Uh, I think we lost her phone again. Or she's on mute this time. Uh, I'm going to ask Meta. Meta, what do you think about that? I love the title. Morning slips its last breath into my hand. You know, it's like you wake up every morning realizing your own mortality, you know, and uh, every day could be your last, and anxious prayers disperse me until death. Uh, It seems that's how we live. We live almost from prayer to prayer, you know, in life, you know. And it tears us up, and when we pray, you know, we we pray anxiously because we're hoping for a good outcome. But that that it just seems that's the process of life. It seems for those of us that at least pray, you know. Even when our I hopes like are that. Dashed. I like how you put that. We live from prayer to prayer. That is awesome. That comment right there. Yep. So why don't Meta, why don't you tell us the words of life? You're up, brother. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is called The Words of Life by Ho Ho Ho. Me. The Words of Life. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes words are full of shit when there are no actions behind it. Be careful about the words you say. Sometimes the scars never go away. Words cut deep, the sharpest blade. Words like a knife, they cut both ways. The power of life and death are in the tongue, your deadly breath. From the heart, words they come. From your mouth, a loaded gun. With your words, the life you save could save someone in early grave. Words are not nouns and words. There's so much power contained in words. Say a kind word. It's no cliche. People are strange. We mold like clay. 
some people become the words you say if they believe the poison you spray. Words tear down and words can heal. Words or speak life into a heart that feels. With kind words, you'll save a life. It's up to you when you decide. The time is now to make a choice. There's death and life within your voice. Words can become a raging sea or a spring of life that sets you free. Don't let your words before the birds or you will get what you deserve. To those that hear, Will you decide to speak death or the words of life? End of song. This is dynamic. All right, I want to make a uh, announcement to all the poets around the world. Listen to the words of this poem because it gives a message of who we are, what we do, and what we're capable of. We have the ability to change the world through what we write. We have the ability to save lives. We have ability to bring nations together. We have that ability in what we do as poets. We are a very powerful sector in this world and never let anybody anywhere tell you different because just go up to someone in the street someone you know and read a poem to them that you wrote wrote that absolutely um, tells a story tells a lesson and tells something and watch their reaction because it makes them think it makes them wonder it makes them learn and they become a different person that's what our words are capable so this is an incredible portrayal and portrait of that wonderful job Meta Tila what do you think yay I'm so glad you told me first um, Meta, I totally agree with you. Words are so beautiful. You have to give hope. That's how I see. Since coming to the uh, AP, uh, many things have happened, good, bad, whatever. But I have always gone into the right thing and always thought that no matter what, you just go ahead, keep people, you know, not like teasing or whatever. But happiness is so important, you know, in life. We go through each one, especially at this time, corona, so much things happening to all of us. But come on, get out from it. And I know a lot of people are talking about so much things about their life, this and that. No, 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 no. Those things will go away. You just get up early morning, do your things. And, and live life. Live life. Be happy and cheerful. Yes, so much things will come. It's not easy financially. Everything is there. But you have to face it. You cannot just say, uh, I'm going to end my life. That's it. Finish. No. I will not agree with you. I'll come and smack you in fact. Thank you. <laughs> Raz. Raz, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. 
this uh, says plenty on everything uh, words and the belief in language can do to alter or create one's perception. And uh, it starts there with uh, certain types of extremes, how they can be cutting, they can uh, change uh, your mind on what you think, even how they can uh, become anti-motivational or negative how your mouth is the one with the loaded gun. And then it goes along the lines of it's more deeper meanings. How there's power to the words. It can force you to uh, become someone who believes in society a certain way because others had said so. And they had also these uh, same viewpoints up to that point of, uh, what there is in that end stanza, how the entire time you had been uh, speaking not only of your own death, but uh, what your life is through the description of the words. Good one. Thank you, Rack. Rack, Rack, what do you think? Yeah, um, uh, very, um, very poignant about how words have impact um, down to, you know, the idea of even, you know, commenting on a, on a poem. Uh, you, if, you know, someone writes a poem and, and someone's insensitive enough to say something like, you know, you suck, or you can't speak English or what's the matter with you, they'll, they'll never write again. So, you know, uh, the idea of, of your words having impact and, 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 you know, life or death, you know, the life of a relationship, you know, I love you or not saying it even choosing not to say something like that is also very impactful. So, you know, the idea of choosing your words carefully, and, and words being cut, being able to cut like a knife um, is, is very much encapsulated in this. Well done, Meta. Thank you, Rat. Hey, Boo, can you comment on this? All right. No, she can't because she just got dropped <laughs> again. All oh, right. Jacey, um, just one thing I want to, if you don't mind, can I? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, I know someone so close, and we all know her. So close, all of us. I cannot mention her name. And poor thing. Something, somebody told her about uh, she was writing uh, a contest or whatever, and somebody said something, something, blah, 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 blah to her. Since then, it's been like more, I don't know how many months or whatever. She is not doing any contest. And I feel so sorry for her. And I always tell her, no, if anyone says anything, you just tell them back and say, you have no right to say anything. You must do it. You must do it. But uh, I hope if she's listening and do the contest. Thank you. Yeah, like like I said, we, we, we can't let uh, people dictate or rule who we are. Uh, each of us has... Um, in amazing power um, to uh, to do what we can do, and don't be afraid. We hold power as poets, and yeah. no one can say anything about what what uh, we do and what we write. That's right. Hey Jay, can I add something? Go ahead. Uh, just basically, if you want to know what kind of person you are, just listen to the words that come out of your mouth. 
So they come from the heart. Exactly, exactly. Wonderful mm-hmm. comment. All right. I'm going to do a little something different. Uh, we have a little excerpt straight from Gonzo's uh, YouTube channel. And this is not, we don't do not have a poem on this. So this is just something for us to listen to. So here's a little Gonzo with Mrs. Alcohol. Settling down to crack a bottle of brown fuel for this dangerous frown. Swallow a half glass of beats a mass. Look around for a face to pound. Knuckle reprisals share two blackened eyeballs. Undefeated, boastfully, allow the ego inside you to continue denial. Pride bribes for the highest bid. Last time we fought, I had a rare thought, an end to the bend that was sought. At an impasse, too intoxicated to ask a question I've already forgot. Seemingly more powerful by the bottleful, world becoming less colorful. Black and blue, hues of red contrast. The sinful are hardly the careful. So here's a toast, if I could make this boast, but the words are stuck in my throat. A ship taking water can float in the sea, but will rarely survive the coast. Oh, wow. This is like if Bukowski rhymed. (laughs) That's what I feel like right here. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is this is actually quite clever. I love that ending. Uh, so here's a toast. If I could make this boast, but the words are stuck in my throat. A ship taking on water can still float in the sea, but will it rarely survive to the coast? I love that. I, I absolutely love this. This is um, it's got such power to it. I'm glad he uh, dropped the link in the board. If anybody missed that, uh, we do have the link. I appreciate that. Um, and let me get some comments for you, um, Raz. What do you think about that one? Yes, it's. Uh perfectly captures metaphorically what it's like being drunk or slightly codependent on liquor. And uh, this poet uh, also has a sense of melancholy along with the tradition that there is entailed by uh, drinking, how you can uh, just uh, pass the time away for celebratory purposes or your own self-recreation. And uh, you see a kind of sadness here as he's uh, toasting this mistress, which is a bit like misery, but at the same time intoxication, how it's no different uh, drowning in one's own uh, misery going through the the bottle. Uh, That last comparison... He was on that ship while it was sinking is like uh, tilting uh, those last drops out of uh, what you have of your uh, typical alcoholic beverage. And uh, I do got to say that that voice Gonzo's got there is pretty pretty impressive, pretty well put for... uh, for reading dynamite as a matter of fact 
Uh, let's go to another great reader, Raz. Would uh, I'm at Rack? What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, he, he's definitely got a powerful voice. Uh, classical, I would say, even. Um, and uh, the content of what he was talking about really, um, really makes you think. Um, you know, alcohol is a mistress. Um, and uh, he kind of wrapped up uh, drowning in your sorrows also in, in that. Um, like Raz was pointing out. So, yeah, this, this is really a powerful, right? Um, you know, alcohol does a lot of crazy things. And, uh, you know, it can be destructive. And, and, yeah, you know, you might be able to survive for a little while, but, you know, it usually does you in and rarely survive. And I like that he says that rarely because there are exceptions to everything. So, you know, it's it's not necessarily a death sentence, especially when you have people that care around you and things like that. So, you know, that there is that idea of hope still hidden in this. Um, it was a very powerful piece. Tila, what do you think? I I think, uh, Gonzo, especially your voice is superb. I love it. I, you know, it's very nice and beautiful. Um, alcohol is the most dangerous thing. Um because it temporarily gives you happiness every day. I mean, so many people drink every day. I've seen it. And uh, it's a temporary relief. It's dangerous to your liver because I know so close to three people who passed away of liver. And um, it's not good at all. And no matter what, you, you know, there are so many people who are not drinking uh Alcohol, let's take me. I don't drink it. I don't, but whatever, whatever my life is, yeah, similar like you guys, but I still survive. And you guys can. Don't, I think uh, bottle is not the thing that can bring you. Instead, it will destroy you. Yeah, I, I don't drink either, so there you go. Um, Thank you. And... Um, so what we're going to do next is I'm going to move on to Raz. Raz, your piece is on the board. Yes, I'd like to thank uh, Rakator for uh, the correctional error as to the pronouncement <laughs> of this Japanese word. Sepiku, is that what you said? That's Sepaku? Sepiku, right? Sepiku, yes. Sepiku. And uh, seppuku is an ancient Japanese ritual of death by honor. So here's this poem, which has the same title, seppuku. Seppuku, one. Washington Bridge headlights headed towards unknown redemption. The rotten apple core for tit intact traction, incubating enemy hybrids, cooling off with a twin cool freezer. Side parallel, side of real faculties. Greenwood, Mississippi, Johnson, Utter, Thelma, and the hate groups of the black and white lynching explain the hellhound for the Holy Ghost sworn testament. Our oath is to swear all mankind reconsideration. Slaughter the Aloma Bull and the San Antonio Padre Patton. Obituary tomorrow. Newspaper hold theory identified Jeevers unruly tacit, i.e. Texas Ranger and Memphis Ghost Sleepwalker. The radio tower fields gallantly poetry capture the false flag standing there. Have you seen Amy Fisher? Where? Where? DMCA index mentioned lapses. 
Tarantino hostel, the holding space to the inner struggle hostages, confessions to the neurotic madman, were less than statutory rape to move forward graphic, aluminum siding, London condominium tragedy, the fire hazard burns the complex metal unheard, the roaring demonic sounds trapped the garbage chute, official complaint for the solar panel, i.e. Parkland shooter, Nicholas Cruz, video game pathologist, military psychologist immune to homicidal symptoms. He was killing the opposition in his head, counter-strike, but the trigger explodes in the facial recognition of who tried and silence the social disease of open hostility and microaggression violence, and the nano-implants cause human displacement. After and before, President Trump said, the carnage stops here. Speaking on behalf of M16 rising state of gang-related conflictive tension and hooch to pooch, a slang term taking part with the local dialect. Film, comedy, drama, depression, she always screwed the other man, Bleeding palms at Monday start off rush hour jam. Blogging heart who thought of the beautiful woman. Illness ease, slightly stigmatic. Fools and cupids love butterfly triangle. We never get back on point. Top hits with the fatal aromatic tragedian catechism. If Eden was the next day in history, had love ever began. Sorry was the hardest word, and regret why I have to state so. Devotion, dutiful promise. Two and a half hour hits of sleepless misery per 24 hour interval tab shift, and REM cuts off the sleep waking paralysis. The years departed of the crazy world, grace shedded, and estimates some standing. Two, Rubik's Cube, boiled square strips, Chinese puzzle, reverse the syllable nature cuneiform, pinnacle sphinx, terrible domination. Master of sex have blood relation intercourse with the pan bread, etch in the leafy foliage, Kodak photo exposure, parchment envelope seals, the double of the double. Three, all ass but no shit, we all have a rock bottom, prescription medication and bill ears, and the brave bow ovation for a script morphine would numb the equivalent to the ice cubes, alcohol content, the half empty, half full glass melting, the Millennium Warming Party, St. Barbara painting on the wall, backboard. I would never lie in front of the saints. Why I've been thrown out of the house to join the carpenter, the company business, the coral-free livestock. Out here, the slightest imperfect decision would get you killed when the waves drown over the shoreline rocks. I swore to never leave you. Dead, I wonder to myself where you are now. I swore to never leave you. Hustle poor sharks repay the cable plugs to the respiration exasperated chest loan. Here, doggy doggy, want a bone? She laughs, ruthless vengeance to the sacred vow sworn. A little light could put the smile of the daylight shining into her face while I wait for the brain broken pieces cluttered with the painted rice walls to settle and ultimately dry. She walks out that front door the last time, 20 years ago today. I could have reached for the knob. It was falling in love, falling in love, falling ever since one. And poem. Wow. <laughs> there is so much to intake into this poem. My God, you're all over the place. But I, I think right at that beginning, 
I look at, I look at some of the beginning Washington Bridge headlights towards unknown redemption. Rotten Apple Core, the New York's known as the Big Apple. Uh, that's kind of where I saw that. Uh, uh, it, I, I think you brought us to New York there and was talking about the, the nasty things, especially when you talk about twin cool freezers. I, I see a, a touch of the twin towers there, and uh, the uh, all the all the. Um, I want to say the uh, the passion that w- was behind the beginning of it ha- has quite cooled down for 9/11, and everybody knew that was going to happen. You know, it says never forget, but as as the years go by, um, it, it does seem to taper down. And there's so much more that I could go into here and there, but you you pull in. Um, different uh i mean and and there's some clever stuff here i.e texas ranger and memphis ghost sleepwalker you know and and i'm thinking my gosh he put he put a, a little bit of walker texas ranger in there like, <laughs> I, I saw that in there and i'm like these little pet Picking out here and there, you you did you did just an amazing job of bringing bringing different things in there. This is this is absolutely clever. All right, uh, and before I get a comment, I want to welcome to the show uh, Wizkid. Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm doing good, and y'all? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm glad that you could join us. I'm going to get a couple uh, um, comments Comments. uh, (laughs) for, uh, yeah, for Raz, or maybe just one right now, because people uh, people have dropped off. Rack, I guess you're it. Oh, yeah, um, I I love this when I first heard it. Um, it, It's like you said, um, he's all over the place, but, you know, the the title that he wrapped it up in, the, the Japanese Ritual Suicide, um, you know that the, the only way to um, to give your death honor is kill, uh, to kill yourself. You know, um, it, it wrapped around the, the things that he throws at us and the way society is going. You know, it's almost like saying you might as well kill yourself you know, uh, with, with any dignity anymore. You know, um, and and when when you read it with, with that in mind, you know, all the things that he brings into it. You know, like you say, uh, New York and 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 this, the political climate and everything else, it, it, it's very very um, uh, <laughs> thought provoking, is the best way to put it. Because you know, this so, it's so layered, and you know, it's it, it's one of those things where you you could debate every every single uh, reference and and every um, every verse even, um, you know, going in different directions. So, yeah, it's, it's, this was a great poem. Thanks, Rex, for your positive feedback the second time. And uh, Sepako? Sepako? Sepako. 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 Yeah. It's all supposed to be symbolic of just that, like you're mentioning, how uh, on a social level, certain individuals might feel like they've just that staying quiet, committed suicide. But it, it's uh, not an easily digestible metaphor. 
Yeah, and, and the, the ritual itself is really interesting, too, because there's a specific way of going about it that, that just the thought in itself is like you know, a warrior-type thing. It's not on the left side and, and disembowel yourself. You drag, drag the knife to the right and then back to the left and then up, and, and everything is supposed to gush out. It, it's really wicked <laughs> to read about, and, and you know, that, that, yeah. that's what they train for they do. would do that, like I told you, in World War II when Japan was captured on certain islands in the Philippines by uh, the Allied forces. Just go ahead and commit suicide there on the beach. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, well, we just got a few more poems oh. left, guys. BD. Um, uh, uh, Unfortunately, Boo had a emergency at work, so she had to drop off. Uh, so, uh, do you want to make any? Uh, can you say anything about uh, Raz's poem? Did you hear any of it? Uh, well, the one thing I was gonna say was uh, uh, I didn't catch all of it, but what y'all were talking about the um, Japanese suicide thing. Um, there's a movie. Uh, um, the Wolverine, not to be confused with the origins, but there's one where he goes to Japan, but at the beginning of it, it actually has a scene of, like, Japanese uh, war officials, generals, what have you, they all take taking their, their uh, top clothing off, and they um, they kneel down with their own uh, katanas or, or wakazashis or tantos, whatever, ty- I think it depends on length, type of blades, and they all, they all commit suicide. Um, I mean, it's you don't actually see the stab wound itself, so I mean, it's at least um, not that bad off. But if you ever wanted to see something like that, I looked it up. It's actually historically very accurate as to how they would do it. It's almost like a ritual. It is a ritual. Exactly. All right. Uh, BD, you're up, my friend. You are. Wiz. Wiz. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, all right. Uh, this poem, uh, Beware the Smiling Eye of Cheshire. I originally wrote it as part of a contest for uh, Jay Hatter. I'm not sure if y'all know who that is, but. Oh, we do. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he drew, um, he drew some things in it, uh, that had to do with Alice in Wonderland, and you could see the art, I think, if you actually click on the contest link, but. Um, it actually, what I took it as was not anywhere near what the actual piece was supposed to be. Um, but I ended up winning gold for that contest on this. Um, this is Beware the Smiling Eye of Cheshire. Beware the Smiling Eye of Cheshire. In shadows he waits and does not tire. Take heed this warning, I implore. The danger present you mustn't ignore. To see this grin, concrete thy end. And such is thy end, swine are better condemned. To drown thyself or new snap thy neck would be a better fate by far to elect. In darkest of places, whene'er thou art lost, it shall appear with intent to accost. With words so sly, he shall stupefy thy mind and will. Tis futility to defy. The first to go is indeed thy sanity, driven out by his laughing inanity. Then expect no less that you be devoured, but not before thy entrails are scoured. 
Even the maddest of hatters no wiser to run at first sight of said floating incisors. Toothy bleached blight which pierces the night is the date for which being late is quite all right. I shall repeat with furthermore the words I writ earlier before. Tis danger present ye mustn't ignore. Please take heed this warning I implore. In shadows he waits and does not tire. Beware the smiling ire of Cheshire. All right, I can see why Hatter would pick this as a gold because he himself is such an impeccable rhymer. And to grab something like this and rhyme the way that you did, uh, absolutely brilliant. Did a wonderful, wonderful job on that and uh, really enjoyed that. It, it's uh, diabolical and it is right up uh, right up uh, Hatter's alley and uh, many people here. So I like the dark, darkness behind that. Excellent job. Um, Thank you. Rack, what did you think? Yeah, Cheshire Cat's my favorite character from Wonderland. Um, and you know, the, you've got the the insanity attached to that smile. That, that that grin. Um, I th- I think I had a, a mug one uh, a while back that said uh, smile. It makes people wonder what you're up to. Um, and you know that 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 that's the idea. Almost innocuous grin that, that that never goes away. That that that. Yeah, you you really did a great job with this. And and like Jay said, you know, excellent rhyme and flow uh, in, in in telling his story. So that, that this was definitely a great piece. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, my first run-in with Cheshire, the Cheshire Cat, was the Disney version of Alice in Wonderland. <clears throat> and believe it or not, as a kid, when I first saw that cat smile, it actually scared me. Um, kind of freaked me out a little bit. So uh, for a little while there, I didn't want to watch Alice in Wonderland because I didn't like that damn cat. And you know, that was as a kid. And growing up, I became... It's funny, I became more infatuated with the things that used to terrify me as a kid and less uh, interested at the things that I enjoyed as a kid. I don't know if I just took a dark turn or what, but um, I appreciate all your compliments. Red, what do you think? Lewis Carroll is a little twisted. Yeah, I see uh, definitely... uh, a fear here for the Cheshire cat, like uh, the poet is describing, and of uh, morbid fears, there's uh, definitely all kinds. So uh, when you have uh, the eye of the Cheshire, like you said, it's just over that thought of if this individual thing really exists only in Lewis Carroll's artwork, then why is there? that mass uh, projection or even any popular belief that there is the Cheshire Cat if there's not a a kind of a nonlinear curve there with our own uh, psychologies being able to process the image and then in turn overlayer it with our own self-doubt or whatever there is of unconscious... uh, fear which we usually don't discuss up to the verge of uh, possibly seeing this uh, very abstract uh, manifestation 
in terms of some form of uh, hallucinatory nightmare state like the poet is suggesting because that's where all our unconscious fears finally end up some you just, form you just of the mind which on. blocks it out ordinarily that it started off like a lie any more than the devil how it was only a form of fiction this cat but uh what we know of those uh, kinds of superstitions, they could uh, just go on playing with you forever, really. Man, you just touched on Sigmund Freud and on Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> I, I love it, man. I, I, that that was really deep comment, man. I appreciate that. Awesome. Now, what I'd like to do right now is I'm going to say thank you. So we're still going to read four, finish up with our last four poems, even after the hour. But we're losing uh, everybody out on the board in about two minutes. I want to thank uh, Tila, Meta, Rack, Rose, Sala, Raz, Wizkid, all for calling. Naomi, Irish, Harco, Parco, Gonzo, Momo, Rick, Beard, and Felon out on the board. Uh, great to see everybody out there. And I know there's a few more people listening. I want to thank Boo for everything she does. And hope she gets that thing settled at work. Because she is the busiest lady in the world as far as I know. <laughs> so uh, we're glad everybody joined us. Uh, uh, check us out on Friday at 9 o'clock Eastern, where we are having, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, it looks like we got Lizzie coming up on Friday. So, uh, yeah, that's right. We got Lizzie coming up on Friday. What's she got going on? She has Killer Valentine's, Valentine's Day. <laughs> yep. So I, I, I see Norman Bates there, so I'm kind of excited to see that. All right, without further ado, let me go to uh, the next phone. This is called Four Doors Down by Vamp Vixen, and it goes like this. All I know of you is a number on a door, four doors down from my own home, a metal number screwed on wood painted olive green, like the Army Marine that you might be. I've heard your leather boots down the hall, a clock that helps me keep the time, heavy and loud footsteps seemingly aching, exhausted from your work as carpenter, cook, or store clerk. I hear your saxophone sometimes playing sweet and low, swaying the walls with your practice New Orleans jazz. I'm too shy to say your music takes my heart away, but I imagine how your band will make it big someday. I make up these stories of you like a mythic god, one that might not exist, one I'll never meet. But I have smelled your cigarettes every night, the same brand that my grandfather used to smoke. So I send prayers to the heavens for your lungs, and I wonder if you ever pray for me. End poem. Wow, I think this is absolutely super cool. Um, I have never really had that type of concept. You know, um, I know when I lived downtown, um, 
here in, in this city, my four doors down was a bar. So, so, um, you know, it's like I've never thought about uh, who lives down there. I wonder if any, you know, I wonder if more people would have thoughts like this. This is uh, quite clever. Um, Rack, what do you think? Yeah, this is very enjoyable. Um, the the idea of you know someone that just lives a couple doors away, you know your neighbors. You, some people don't think as much about it. You know the people you pass almost every day, you don't really notice. But you know she she had um, the music to hear and and you know all the little details that she picked up. Um, I won't say it's got a stalkerish feel, but but you know the the uh, to tell the story, you know the things that she brings out are things that, that, you know, kind of you would notice, you know, you hear the footsteps, it kind of draws your eye to the beat. She's got the audio of, of the hearing the saxophone and the idea of thin walls and everything else, you know, four doors away. I don't know how easy it would be to hear someone playing the sax, but, you know, it's a loud instrument, so you would hear it. And um, all these things that are going to intrigue you about a person and make you want to approach them, it almost speaks of, a shy person that, that, that wants to meet that person um, and is letting their mind run away. Um, it's very, very, very uh, in, enjoyable because, you know, it, it's relatable in the sense of, um, you know, the everyday. You, you see people every day and, and, you know, you kind of want to strike up that conversation with someone, but you're just maybe too shy to. Um, and the, 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 the notes that remind you of, of um, old memories of your grandfather sent that smell as opposed to the smell of a different brand you know all of that makes this really a very solid piece this is this is great and Raz what do you think yeah here this is uh, one that has the poet asking do you ever ponder of the neighbor next door and uh, has that had an effect on what uh, ever occurs to you, your mind of how they exist compared to uh, your own separate standards? And so uh, I think uh, this is very true of life. It goes on within the social contacts uh, everywhere in the United States. Sooner than uh, later, you have to actually acknowledge that the neighbor is there you've ran into them who's at uh, that number on the door four or those many houses down from your own, but uh, never fully understood their own place in the world, even uh, trying to prevent a formal discussion with uh, the community member. And uh, it could just leave you guessing as to... uh, what their life's like compared to what you know of yours. Amazing comment. All right, Raz, if you can read that next poem for us. Yeah. I only came to our house to uh, participate with the recital. So... (laughs) You can ask me to read the next poem like you're doing now. Let's see. This poem is called Again We Go Anything Different. No, no, no. wait. I, 
I hit the wrong button on the eye tablet. That was a different room called Emerging Poets Against the Wind by Diabolical Beard. Yeah, there you go. One I have read in the past Against the Wind, Diabolical Beard. The fire dancing is my evidence. Inhale and exhale under the moon. Bonfires ignite in my heart. You enter my inner element. Come closer. I am just a mirage. The head and the stars resident. Hibernating on comets while they'll exodus. We go against the wind. Parachuting into the abyss. Now it's time. They say amen. Live, love must be a mystery. Do you really know when? Sometimes do you ever feel replaced? Look into the ball of crystal. The affection I offer ignites. It all can often convey. Burning tomorrow, daydreaming in space. We exchange between our worlds. I took an elevator to come to say, like a shooting star, nothing gets in the way. End poem. You know, sometimes in life, um, those things that we hold on to the closest are the thing, are the hardest things to hold on to sometimes. I look at this as kind of a tale of love and hope. And at the same time, that's not something that's going to just be handed to you. It's something that has to be worked on from both sides. It has to be, it has to be fully given and fully received and, it's not going to be something that just happens. And I, I absolutely love this. Uh, Raz, you read it. What do you think? What's meant by that idea again, how we're in separate worlds and somehow in a wider sense, the same world is one of uh, perception and uh, the individual life. This theory I read by the philosophers recently in which you have biological reasoning. Sophie believes that she lives in uh, Austria through some past contacts. However, every detail that Sophie knows of Austria is one that is only unique of her instead of everyone else who lives in Austria as well with Sophie. So you have uh, the same type of uh, kind of logical conjunction where one person reasons as best as they can of the world while the one next to them has an entirely different perspective and this says much of friendships that we uh, come together and share these ideas to see where we agree then again at which point is there certain inferences to the disagreeable of the position Excellent. And Rack? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I got um, a little lost. My phone's not cooperating right now. <laughs> and that happens. No problem. No problem at all. I'm waiting to see. Angel might be dropping a poem on the board. I'm waiting to see what she is saying. May I share a link on the chat board this once since I missed the noon show. Promise not to do it again. 
I want to I want to see if she drops something. So, well, if she does, I'm going to grab it and I'll read it. But uh, let me go ahead and read. I'll read the next poem. This is uh, by Lizzie. This is Sometimes You Must Dance Alone. And it goes like this. Sculptured being of plastic parts, fishing wire hooked into fabricated flesh, leads pulled about by the masses, herded sheep corralled for slaughter. Howling rhythm pounds within, drumming beat courses through veins, burning droplets begin to fall from painted eyes of a plastic doll. Body and slave tethered to norms, ventriloquist choreographing the flow of a dance, pretty dolly tossed about by icy cold hands. A blooming bud strangled by weeds as the music pounds deep within, petals fall like withering rain captured by the hands of the wind, the sound of music carries on as Dolly dances to the pounding of a drum. End poem. Wow, this is uh, quite um, a powerful piece. Uh, There's a lot of darkness contained within here. And What more would you expect from Lizzie but something that... uh, that drags the darkness into into this. Uh, I really like this. Um, it, it, it does. It, it it it's kind of like, yeah, we're walking through life, but you know what? We're we're getting some bullshit, and that's what I see here. <laughs> I like that. Um, what do you, what do you think, um, uh, Raz? This is definitely the poet at their meanest when uh, coming out with the doll and it's all battered being torn apart by the wind and uh, what there is of that uh, fabrication as they're pointing out really is uh, a form of uh, humanity manufacturing a kind of imitation of our own uh, true selves. So if this doll is so deeply neglected, like the poet said, what does that really speak of how we value ourselves any more than uh, those around us socially? Wonderful, wonderful. And I'm going to have you uh, go ahead and read the next poem for us. Let me get it out there. Uh, It's... uh, Good old poem from Joseph Moon. And there you go. This is it. This that is, would I want to mention my personal viewpoint. Jay, with this the dolls, is, yeah, go you ahead. Pick them up, then at least uh, what I understand, you're reaching a touch of psychology where it does uh, really question uh, human existence in general. I. Don't you have that disclaimer at the beginning of the show, or did you skip for our house that we're not necessarily <laughs> uh, paid to say anything we do with the poems? Did you forget the disclaimer? <laughs> Nothing is – our own opinions are our, our opinions. They don't reflect uh, what Cosa Nostra <laughs> first said. 
That's what I'm yeah. saying. Now, this this poem by Joseph Moon is his latest front page pick, so congratulations on that, Mr. Moon. All right, here's the poem. Joseph Moon, Tapestries of Olden Times. Sunday smiles, loud laughs, framed in color, photographs, an oracle of romantic poems. Now yellow, opaque omens. Faded memories on withered walls. My lair where no delight falls. Unused tickets to Broadway shows. Vienna vase holds a dead rose. Coral curtains with sewn faces of mourners. Tongue-tied crickets in webbed corners. Rehearsed dirge hymns over and over. Charlotte's night. For a lover, a closet full of spiders and high-heeled shoes, surrounded by stale bottles of booze, I gaze her smile and ink the blues. End poem. And um, I, I take a look at this. I, I love that ending, but I think there's something deeper in that ending. The, a closet full of spiders and high-heeled shoes. What's in your closet? That's all I'm going to say, because it's surrounded by stale bottles of booze as well. You know, we all have skeletons in our closet. Uh, that sounds like a pretty interesting closet there. I mean, the, it, it's so powerful, though, the way he brings us on this journey. Uh, sometimes thoughts just are... are our um, thoughts and inspirations are just brought through um, a very, very shallow muck field and I absolutely love the way that he went over this uh, Raz you read it what do you think yeah this uh, when I looked at the genre death family and love uh, it had me thinking of someone who was reminiscing of a former generation what their great parents lived like maybe in a the 20s or the 40s, uh, especially that usage of Broadway shows. And then I tied it in with Vienna being the Dead Rose. And these were easily named, mentioned locations roughly around uh, World War II or prior to that war. And so this is like a homage of uh, those relatives, how they had passed and yet linger on with every conceivable manner of which we go on uh, modernizing the verses of which uh, they have left in the past. And Rack. Lost his wife too soon. That's why he's got the tickets that have gone unused. And uh, the closet being full of spiders is something, you know, he doesn't bear to look at the memory or even touch the things that were hers. They still sit there unused uh, like a shrine almost. And that's why the spider webs and the booze is the mourning of the loss of the person. And this, this is all, you know, uh, losing someone too soon and not being able to handle it to me. Uh, beautiful, you know, adoring worship of, of someone that, that you really cared so deeply about and had plans to be with and, and, you know, fully expected to spend time with and was ripped away. Very touching. You know, it's just, just the, the language that he likes to use 
you know, harkens back to making you think, you know, it could be talking about a grandmother and grandfather, or it could, you know, be talking about, you know, someone, uh, just a man and wife as well. But, you know, it sounds like it was set in the, in the older times, but maybe not. So uh, it's just uh, uh, all, all the emotion that's in it, though, I think, you know, is, is that that sense of loss, that sense of, you know, we should still be together. And, and you know, I mourn your loss. Beautiful poem, Joseph. All right. We're going to hit our last poem here, and then we're going to put in some brand new music by Boo. So, and here we go. This one was just added by Heavenly Angel. This is called If Love is Blind. And it goes like this. Walking through fields of clover under a teal and pewter sky reminds me of so many mornings with you when we go out feeding the horses, the moments unexplainable. We share love in this old house, a love evergreen and sweeter than mint tea. Life was wonderful shared with you. Our tour together began two years ago when we created love under Texas skies. I felt explosions of emerald and diamond encrusted stars deep within my being just to hear you say, I love you. Colored my world in shades of lime, melon, and all colors that promised heaven. The heart doesn't lie. It speaks the truth. Just listen. No eyes, no ears. Silent speak. I knew then we'd be riding into eternity together. You are my valentine forever. If love is blind, may we never have perfect sight. Cowboys and angels are just meant to be. Maybe God just kind of likes cowboys and angels. End poem. Wow, this is cool. I, I like this. You know, once again, she is the queen of romance. We've always called her this. We've always known her for this, and I think this right here is another one of her excellent uh, romantic pieces that just flows with such um, such emotion. Uh, she did a wonderful job. Um, Rack, what do you think? I think I want to be the Marlboro Man. <laughs> uh, this is really cool. Um, you know, cowboys and angels, and and you know, the Texas sky. It's, she paints a, a idyllic setting, and and you know, there's obvious devotion in her words, and, and you know, her feelings for this person. Very young, really, really uh, ideal. Um, Make the kind of situation anyone would be happy to be in, and flattered to inspire. Very beautiful poem, Angel. <laughs> You just reminded me of that old movie with uh, Don Johnson, Mickey Rourke, uh, uh, Harley Davidson, and the Marlboro Man. <laughs> Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this uh, is a whole new different uh, light of what I usually read from this poet. They uh, brought up all that... Uh, romanticism how uh you have in a relationship care 
could be that opening metaphor, feeding the horses, and then moving on, what there is is sharing a life with another, the old house. But finally, on reaching a, a level of actual sarcasm, they pondered, why does God like uh, the same type of uh, cultural references in Texas, what there are of uh, lost angels compared to cowboys there at Country Ranch? And so thinking it out as to some deeper truth, their ultimate realization is just that God simply likes the existence of these angels and cowboys why they are. So that's a, definitely a, a tongue-in-the-cheek kind of response to uh, the, the beginning of the poem being of uh, a romantic relationship when the only meaning, however, is not that these uh, lovers cared or to live this way, it's just that God simply likes it like that. All right. And with that, um, let's go ahead and play a little little boo for our outro. This one is Boo doing a little Black Crows. So uh, we want to thank everybody once again for coming to our house. Uh, our door is always open. And here, take it away, Boo.
And with that, this has been our house for La Cosa Nostra Radio. This is JCA signing off. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.